Welcome on board WKOK Sunrise. I'm Mark Lawrence. We happen to be recording in Lewisburg. We're lucky enough to have a space carved out today at the Barnes & Noble. So we thank Bucknell University very much. And the manager, Rami, put a good word in for him. We appreciate that. And Mike Ferlazzo uh, sort of gave us the green light up at Bucknell as well. So we very much appreciate that. We're going to talk about transitions of Pennsylvania. Uh, they have a big fall ahead of them. Who knows precisely how all of this will pan out, but they are hoping to be in schools. They're hoping to keep the outreach up in education. They're hoping to get the Feral Justice Center, the Family Justice Center, opened in Sunbury and fully operational. So uh, they got big plans. They're going to utilize some grant money and try to make um, a lot of information and education and a, a lot of help happen. Uh, in the months ahead. So we're going to talk to them about that today. As we often do, we get a chance today to talk to Heather Schneider. She's an education specialist at Transitions. Welcome on board. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I always ask you to this uh, same first question I ever ask you, what is Transitions? Do that uh, important set of remarks that reminds our audience of all the outreach and education and helps that are out there. Well, Transition is the uh, Crime Victim Center for Union Snyder in Northumberland counties. We provide services to victims, survivors, and families of domestic violence, sexual assault, and all other serious crimes. And in terms of the education that you provide, we're going to talk about schools in a minute. You can give us our first glance at this idea that you try to make sure that domestic violence or sexual assault uh, is brought up, talked about at an early age, that kids are given a wide range of uh, tools that will help them as they grow up to stay safe and healthy? We do, Mark, and we've had a good relationship with all the school districts in our three county service area, and it's it's really rewarding to us to be able to put these programs together and then go into the schools and deliver them and talk to the students and get their feedback, get their opinions, hear from the teachers. They let us know what the kids need to hear. They let us know if there's any issues in the school that you know, we can help address uh, with the administration and um, the, the teacher's input and approval. And we're, we're trying to focus with these kids for a series of social issues programs, work with preschool um, through sixth grade with the elementary schools, talking about safe touches. We talk about bullying. We talk about aggressive behavior. We talk about healthy choices. We talk about handling conflict, uh, popularity issues, what kids are willing to sometimes almost sacrifice in order to fit in and to to blend in. We talk about, even at an early age, helping children identify their sexuality and make sure they have a strong support system at home and at school with adults that they can turn to and talk to that they can trust. And we're in the schools quite a bit. Um, we're going to talk later on a little bit about a grant that we received that helps two of, of our educators go into, myself included, go into the schools and really be able to sit down and spend a lot of quality time presenting these programs to these students to, for them to hear what they need to hear. And this is successful. Your outreach efforts are successful. You read a lot of kids and then you hear back that the kids are forearmed forewarned, knowledgeable, aided, helped, and have a great system already started. It's good to, to run into these kids later on, even as adults. I've been with Transitions now for almost 20 years, and 
when I'm out in public sometimes, a, a, a former participant in the classrooms that I have been in will come up and say that they remember me and they remember what we talked about in that class. They let us know, you know, how it's helped them and what they've learned from these programs and how it changed them and how it changed their behavior and, and their perception of, of people around them and, and what they need to do to be successful. Next, we'll talk to Lisa Eero. Uh, she's the Outreach Coordinator for Transitions of Pennsylvania. Always want to remind folks, Transitions of Pennsylvania or transitionsofpa.org. Uh, their hotline number is 1-800-850-7948. That's 1-800-850-7948. That's their hotline number. See, it's working. Your outreach is taking effect. Yes, Mark. This is so wonderful. We just want people to know that we're here for them. 24-7, a live person will always answer that number, um, and we will help get them connected with services anytime, night or day. Give us some sort of a sense of the scope of your work. You're working to make sure that schools and teachers and whole Mm -hmm. communities and really every man, woman, and children in the whole valley knows about transitions. Um, Yes, Mark. Really what, what... our goal is is to really bring our programming to the different schools. We work with preschool all the way up to high school and college. Um, we do have billboards around the Snyder Union in Northumberland counties, which um, give our information. So, at, you know, we're available anytime. Um, one of the things, too, is during this time with COVID, we've had to get really creative. And we, we do want people to know that we are here for them regardless of what... Um, that what the atmosphere looks like with covid and you would still potentially run into somebody somewhere particularly in a transitional town like uh, lewisburg where there's students in and out and professors come and go you would hear the question what is transition so there's still more work to be done yes there is mark we're finding people who um, still refer to us as susquehanna valley women in transition um, that is not that hasn't been our name for about 10 years now and really we wanted to switch the name to transitions of pa because we wanted people to know that we aren't just a, a center that serves women we are a center that serves everyone regardless of um, sex race um, any uh, identification such as that we want everybody to feel comfortable calling us and reaching out to us for help and in the age of COVID, where there's uh, you lose a lot of in-person conversations, maybe, and in our era, where fortunately individuals who are in the LGBTQ community are able to uh, rise up and talk and, and and be open, this is your time. Yes, I I do agree with that. We just want anybody to reach out to us, regardless. Um, we are a safe place. Um, we have an ear to listen. We, our goal is to walk alongside people who reach out to us and empower them and really walk along on their journey to um, whether it be freedom or um, healing from trauma. We want everybody to know that regardless of, of how you identify uh, or um, man, woman, child, we want you to know that we will help you and reach out to us anytime. What else would you like to tell us on your segment today about making sure that everybody really knows what Transitions is up to? Um, Please. um, One of the things that I want everybody to know is that we really have a lot of departments who are here to help. We have our legal department who helps with PFAs and different type of court work. We have our staff attorney education department. We have the Farrell Family Justice Center, which Shana will talk about in a little bit. Um, We also have housing, we have our safe houses, so we, and also our counseling department. So we really are very well-rounded. 
And you have an event coming up. So tell us all about we that. We do. Um, well, this event, uh, we are setting it up. It is a meet and greet. We're hoping to get families from the Shiklimi School District in particular to come to the Family Feral Justice Center on August 11th from 2 to 5. We're going to practice social distancing um, as best we can, but we are going to have some um, some giveaways, some candy and some other things and we're hoping really to just get get the community out to meet us and talk to them a little bit about the feral family justice center yeah and just connect with our community because we're really with covid we've not been able um we've not been able to connect with people and it's it's hard people are really isolated and we're finding that there's a lot of things that are happening behind closed doors that are very concerning to us now we're going to get the full explanation from shane in a little bit but the feral family justice center has a number of services that are available to families in and around sunbury give us a glimpse of those we actually refer to the Feral Family Justice Center as the FJC. That might be a little bit easier to remember it by that. We're going to be offering some really great services. We're doing some supervised visitation. Anything else to add? Maybe uh, re- repeat the website and the phone number, and then we'll find out about this Justice Center. Yeah, Mark, www.transitionsofpa.org. Get on there anytime. You can check things out. Um, we're also going to be, like I said, having the meet and greet at the Feral Family Justice Center. Shana can give the address when she comes on. It's August 11th. We also have a Facebook page that you can check out okay. at Transitions of PA. Under FJC or Family Justice Center or Feral? Just under Transitions of PA. Transitions, that's yes. where you find it out. Well, thank you so much. Uh, that is uh, Lisa Eero. Uh, she's the Outreach Coordinator for Transitions of Pennsylvania. Earlier in our segment, we spoke to Heather Schneider, who's an education specialist. In our next segment, we'll talk to Shana Schreck and Nicole Yeager about their aspects of Transitions of PA. Welcome back on board our WKOK Sunrise show. Again, we want to thank Mike Ferlazzo at Bucknell University and Rami, who is the manager of the Barnes & Noble. He set up a great table and a great space for us to record today in downtown Lewisburg. We were going to go outside, but because of incineration of the equipment, that wouldn't work. Uh, And, of course, incineration of the talent uh, would not be good either. So uh, we're here Uh, recording this. We're talking about an event that's coming up at the Family Justice Center or the FJC in Sunbury. It is on August 11th from 2 to 5 p.m. There'll be some food there to enjoy, some giveaways. There'll be observing social distancing, and masks will be worn. And we have our next guest to talk about that. Shana Schreck is here. She's the coordinator of the FJC. She's going to remind us precisely what that facility is and uh, uh, sort of the open again, not open uh, past that they've had so far this year, but they got a bright future ahead of them. So thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Appreciate that. Introduce us to the FJC, please. So we're a monitored custody exchange and supervised visitation center. Um, custody exchanges can be really dangerous, especially in domestic violence situations. So this allows for a secure facility where parents have no contact with each other. Um, they have assigned entrances, assigned parking spots, so there's no contact between the two parents so the kid doesn't... Um, isn't exposed to any fighting, any arguing, any violence. You know, we're in a house. We're set up like a home to make it as comfortable and enjoyable of an experience to be taken from one parent to the other. All right. So this is an opportunity for the handoff of uh, kids during that tense time. or And even if you don't have that tension associated with it, it's just a great space exactly. for that. There's parking and everything. So... 
Um, what else happens there? Um, supervised visitation. So we will supervise um, when it is ordered through the court or if both parents agree to it, when uh, visits need monitored for some reason. Um, we're not parent evaluators. We don't do that, but we do monitor for safety um, and make sure the visits between the t- parent and the child are taking place in a safe environment. It also takes some of the stress off the families because normally if visits need monitored, they're having to go to like find someone to take time out of their day, go and do that. And um, it's just, is it? And then there's always that worry because it's another family member. Is it really being monitored the way it's supposed to? So we're able to take all that stress out for the custodial parent because they know it's an unbiased third party monitoring for safety. Okay. Any other activities? This handoff, visitation, any other activities? Right now, that's our main focus, but we're also using it for our other departments. So our legal advocates will use it because we're very close to the Northumberland County Courthouse. So our legal advocates meet with clients there. Housing meets with clients there. So it's a really good space that keeps us centrally located in the service area. And you tell us the location, right? One. 40? Yeah, it's 142 um, Chestnut Street. So we're in the parsonage for the First Reformed Church. So we're right on that first block of Chestnut Street. Um, we're, we're that house that's attached to the church. That's how the easiest way I say to find it. And next to the church, which is at 2nd and Arch Street, across yep. from the Zwire Funeral Home. Try to really set this yep. scene for folks. And not far from Cole's Hardware. No. Nope. So, <laughs> so that, that gives people a pretty good opportunity. And uh, you did open, I do recall our first stories in our file were back in February. So you yep. did open for a time yep. then. Yep, we opened in um, March. Um, February, March, we opened, but then we shut down because of COVID. Um, but in that time, we've used it to make some renovations to the building, which we were planning on making anyway. And then we also um, just redoing everything so that we can observe social distancing, but still provide these services when we get reopened um, in the fall. Okay, so you are going to reopen. Yeah. Uh, but you're going to open for this meet and greet in yep. August. Yep, we're going to do um, a meet and greet in August. Um, that way we can, you know advertise a little bit, make sure everybody knows about us and gives us time to just get to know the neighborhood, get them to get to know us and show the facility off so that people can feel really secure in using our facility. All right. And take me through the meet and greet. I'll come in one of the doors. What will I see? What kind of space is it? And what will folks see that day? Um, So we're going to do the event outside. We'll probably have the doors open. You'll see into it, but it's just set up like a house. So The one entrance, you go in and you see a living room. We have it set up like a living room, toys, books, couch, chairs. We wanted it to really feel really homey, really comfortable, you know, a space where parents can play with their kids, can do crafts and fun things with the kids, but, you know, it's safe, secure, and monitored. All right. Anything else to add important information about this that will tell our audience what uh, the FJC is all about? We're just all about, you know, limiting the con- um, limiting the trauma that kids go through during these um, custody exchanges and supervised visitations. It can be traumatic for them, can be stressful, and we want to remove that stress and make it an enjoyable place for p- kids to have good relationships with both of their parents. Next up on our interview this afternoon, uh, now we're going to talk to Nicole Yeager. She, too, is an education specialist at Transitions of PA. Always reiterate the website, transitionsofpa.org, and the hotline if you need that at any time, 1-800-850-7948. 
That's 1-800-850-7948. Transitions has been able to procure some CARES grant money to help out in schools. So Nicole's going to tell us about that. So welcome aboard. Yes, thank you. Uh, Tell us what you do for transitions all of the time, and now that you have a Sunbury focus even greater, tell us about that. Yes, with transitions, my main job is going into elementary schools and doing programs talking about violence with kids, safe touches, body safety, just really giving them kind of the language to be able to talk about these things, especially once they identify trusted adults that they can talk to. So I go into elementary schools, and after getting this Sunbury Cares grant, which we are very grateful to get, um, we focus on the Shikalimi Elementary Schools, going in, doing our programs, and kind of working with them a little more closely in identifying kids that might need a little more information other than just the main programs that we do. And we are hoping to continue to work with them more closely. Um, We are working on a curriculum to be able to use in these elementary schools called I Am Brave. And we are hoping to get the curriculum finished and implemented in the schools as soon as possible. Uh, This year we are working on trying to figure out how that might look with the schools with COVID. We're finding different ways to do these lessons and programs virtually, whether they are in the classrooms or learning from home. We're trying to figure out different ways to be able to reach these kids and get them this very important information. And you, I asked Heather this, and I'll ask you, you know this whole program, this safe touch and this awareness and self-awareness works. This is successful stuff. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. A lot of the kids really don't know this information before they do these programs, and afterwards you can hear the difference in their language, the way that they speak about these things or things that have happened to them. They can kind of put it into a new perspective and be able to talk about it with adults. And you mentioned a trusted adult. Explain how that is a, a sort of a key element to a lot of these discussions. Absolutely. We start right away with preschool and kindergartners. We start talking to them about what a trusted adult is. Um, we explain to them that it could be anyone that they feel comfortable talking to about things that might make them uncomfortable. So we start giving them examples like their parents or their grandparents or their aunts and uncles. And in the schools, we really try to get them to see that their teachers are trusted adults, that they can talk to their teachers about anything, or the school nurses or their principal or a guidance counselor are all people that are going to be able to help them whenever they're in a tough situation or a situation that they're not really sure what to do. All right, dig in farther into what you'll be teaching this fall. Um, This fall, we will be doing our regular programming for uh, preschool through sixth grade that talks about safe touches, trusted adults. Um, We do one that is very similar to Stranger Danger. It's called Acquaintance Awareness that really gets kids to learn about different types of safety and how to keep them and their bodies safe. Um, We also talk about building healthy relationships, bullying, and all of those things are very important in just teaching them how to be safe in general. All right. And uh, explain what some of the materials are, how you'll do this, uh, you know, sort of walk us through a mini class, maybe pick one of those Yeah, our normal presentation generally starts off with us kind of giving a talk, like doing um, kind of an introduction to what we're going to be talking about. Then we also have a different video for each grade that we show that kind of represents and gives them a visual picture of what we are talking to them about. 
and then we follow up that video with um, more discussion or questions if the kids saw something in the video that they're not really sure of. And we try to do kind of a closing activity. I generally do one that shows how they're feeling after, after the program, especially for some of the programs that deal more with a violence or abuse aspect. I want to see kind of how they're feeling after that. So they'll draw me a picture that shows this made me sad, this made me angry. And then we kind of talk about why they feel that way, that maybe something had happened to them that they can relate to it and we can kind of have a discussion to further that. And you would have some kids occasionally, rarely, but uh, sadly that would come forward and say, well, this is already a dilemma for me. I need to, whoever that trusted as adult. Absolutely, and then we take the, the next necessary steps in order to get them the help that they need. Where can folks get more information about this? Uh, for our entire community, uh, an additional comment to tell mm -hmm. us about your work. We have all of our programs are listed on the Transitions of PA website. You can go. We have a tab for the Education Department that lists each of the programs that we do in schools and gives a lot more information about what we try to do in the community as well, not just in the schools. So you can find a lot of that on our website. And occasionally we post things about the Education Department also on our Facebook page. So you can find information there as well transitionsofpa.org the telephone number 1-800-850-7948 Nicole thank you so much thank you for coming in Nicole Yeager is an education specialist earlier we talked to Shana Shrek who is the coordinator of the Family Justice Center in Sunbury their event is on August 11th from 2 to 5 p.m. and we also talked to Lisa Eero who is the outreach coordinator for Transitions of PA and Heather works for her. So if you have any observations about Heather, tell Lisa. And Heather Schneider's the education specialist who's uh, been on our show a number of times and really keeps us up to date about the, with this.